Let me pray. Father, please help us to appreciate the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, his heart and his love for us as we look at your word today. Amen. Oh, this part of the Bible makes me think of Harry and Meghan. Let me explain my thinking. Harry and Meghan put out this documentary um, just in December on Netflix. Maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. It's not very good. <laughs> but there's this really fascinating part where Harry and Meghan are talking about the first time Meghan met the Queen. There was a whole bunch of the, the royal family that were going to go and have lunch together. And on the way to lunch, Harry asked Meghan if she knew how to curtsy. And Megan just laughed. She thought, you've got to be joking. That's crazy. Uh, why would I have to curtsy to my boyfriend's nana? That doesn't make any sense. She had this idea in her head that all that fancy stuff that the royal family do, that's just the public face of the royal family. But then, of course, in private, well, having lunch together, they'd be just like any other family, wouldn't they? And Harry really struggled to explain this to her, that they're just not like other people. They're, they're different. The monarchy is a really big deal. And they actually always show each other special honour. There's one point in the documentary where he says, how do you explain that you bow to your grandmother and that Meghan will need to curtsy? Well, he struggled to explain it. Megan just could not fathom it. She couldn't believe they bow or curtsy, not for show, but because they are part of something much bigger than themselves. They are the family of the monarch. Now, I think of that, I don't really have an opinion on the, on the royal family at all, but, but I think of that because the Bible tells us, reminds us in lots of places that we are a royal family. We belong to King Jesus. And in lots of places in the Bible, like what we read today in Colossians, the Bible tells us that belonging to Jesus, that means that we treat each other in a special way. Being part of Jesus' royal family means that we treat each other with a special honour. And that's not just for show, and that's not just on special occasions, that's not even just on a Sunday, it's always. Because we, we're part of something bigger than ourselves too. Each of us have been brought together into the presence of the King of Kings. And so how we treat one another as we stand in the presence of King Jesus, that is a really big deal. So for, for three weeks in January, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pick up on some of the places where the Bible uses that phrase, <clears throat> one another. The Bible talks about how we treat one another dozens of times. We're going to look at just three. This week it's Colossians, where as you saw it says, bear with one another. Next week, we're going to go to 1 John, where it says, love one another. And then the week after that, we're going to jump back into Colossians again, where there's another command, which is to teach and admonish one another. Just three of the many ways that we treat each other with special honour because we belong to Jesus. So let's have a look at the what, the why and the how of this first one another command to bear with one another. 
I'll read a couple of verses again. Notice again what the one another command is. But as you do, also notice that there's lots and lots and lots of relational words packed into this couple of verses. And notice that they are all circling around the same idea. They're all connected. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. I'm sure you saw our key phrase, bear with one another, but notice that there's more than just that phrase. This is kind of a, a package deal with all of these other things added in there, compassion and kindness. And this is a bit like... Um, buying a box of chocolates and you tip it out and each individual chocolate has that little label on it that says not to be sold separately. They, they don't come apart, they come together as a package deal. You can't bear with one another without also doing all of these other things. Now if you're like me, that's really helpful because when I hear the words bear with one another, to me it sounds like put up with each other. Uh, you know, like you put up with a bad boss or you put up with an annoying relative. That's not what's going on here. This is much more positive and proactive than that. Colossians says, bearing with one another, it's doing all these wonderful things uh, in the way we treat each other. It's doing things like showing compassion, being warm and thoughtful rather than cold and uncaring. And it's kindness. It's being uh, hospitable and helpful. And it's humility, unselfish, quick to listen, quick to serve others. And it's meekness, gentleness, not being harsh or cruel, but being calm and loving. And it's patience, not agitation and frustration with each other. And it's forgiveness, it's admitting hurt and letting go of offence. And then verse 14 says, above all of these, put on love. All of these things come under the big umbrella of love. In other words, we can't love one another unless we are doing all of these bearing with one another things too. It's going to be much more on loving one another next week. But that's the what. All these interlinked attitudes and actions are the what, what it means to bear with one another. You might have noticed, though, that Colossians, uh, even actually before it tells us what bearing with one another is, it, it tells us why we would do it. Have a look again how verse 12 starts, particularly focus on the first few words. It says, put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved... Put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. You see the, the, the why? Colossians says, because we're chosen by God. Because we're loved by God. That's why we do this, because we are holy. Now to be holy, well that means to be set apart for a special purpose. I've actually got something holy in my pocket, but you weren't expecting that. I've got a holy pen here. This pen is uh, often in my pocket. It is specially chosen. I really cannot stand 
uh, cheap ballpoint pens. I can't stand them. So, but I have this pen, and I love this pen. It is so much better. I buy this exact pen over and over. It's mine. I really don't like losing it. It is set apart to be specially mine for a special purpose. If you want to know more about my pen, come and ask me afterwards, because I can talk about it for quite a while. I really like this pen. It's going back in my pocket. Now, on a much bigger and a much, much more profound scale, we are set apart to be God's. We are set apart for God's purposes. God has chosen us. God loves us. God's forgiven us and made us part of his kingdom. He's included us in his eternal plans. God has welcomed us. We are dearly loved by God. We're precious to God. He cares about us. His heart aches when we are at odds with him. His heart aches when we are at odds with one another, hurting one another. Because we're his people. We belong to him. We're sons and daughters in his royal family. And that is a really big deal. And so we treat each other as we rightly should. We treat each other as sons and daughters of the king. Now, that reminder is especially important because as much as we bear with one another as sons and daughters of the king, we also bear with one another as sinners. We are a bunch of messy people. Uh, noisy people. Sometimes we're inconsiderate to each other. Uh, we're, we're prone to offend each other. We are hard to love a lot of the time. And so we want to be really good at bearing with one another as sinners. Now, there are certain sinful actions that we should never tolerate and certain sinful actions that we absolutely should never overlook. Uh, abusive behaviour is an example of one of those. But when it comes to just the daily uncomfortable reality of living life as a sinner alongside other sinners, the daily uncomfortable reality of living with people who rub you the wrong way and annoy you and offend you and people who are hard to get along with, people who have different opinions and values, well, we bear with one another as sinners. By grace, we've been brought into a royal family together. And so, to not bear with one another, to hold grudges, that would be so inconsistent with who we are. To air complaints behind people's backs, or, or gossip about people, to get back at people to even the score, to cut people out and, and give them a cold shoulder, leave them out in the cold, that would be a tragic misunderstanding. In fact, it would be a complete failure to grasp these fellow Christians with us we have been chosen by God together. These people have been made holy by the death of his son. These people here with us are dearly loved by God. And I don't know about you, but I reckon when God's treated the people around us with such special honour, it feels foolish, in fact, possibly dangerous, not to listen to this one another command. So we treat each other with special honour. We treat each other with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and forgiveness. We bear with one another because we are God's chosen ones. We are holy and we are 
dearly loved. That's the why. What about the how? Well, the key to how we bear with one another uh, is very simply Jesus. The key to how we bear with one another is seeing how Jesus has treated us. So have a look at verse 13 again. Verse 13 says, Bear with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. How do we treat each other? The way Jesus has treated us. How do we forgive each other? The same way Jesus forgives us. In other words, forgiveness flows downhill. Jesus has forgiven us. We forgive one another. Uh, I've got this rainwater tank in my backyard. Uh, It's pretty handy, but the tap at the bottom of it is broken and you can't shut it off. So all the water just drains straight out. Uh, But because I was listening in year six science lessons, uh, what I've done is I put a tap, uh, a hose on the tap and then I put the other end of the hose on top of the tank so it doesn't drain out. Good thinking. But of course, as soon as I lift the end of the hose off the top of the tank and take it below the tank, water starts flowing out. Now, it's the same with forgiveness. We are under Jesus. Jesus has forgiven us, and so forgiveness will flow from us to one another. And in fact, that is true of all of those things that Colossians mentions in that package deal that is bearing with one another. Jesus has been compassionate to us, and so we are compassionate to one another. He was compassionate to us when we were hopelessly lost and needing rescue. He's gentle with us. He's kind to us. He's patient with us when we mess things up and hurt each other and dishonour him. And so we show the same gentleness and patience and kindness to one another. Jesus loves us, in fact, so much that he died to bring forgiveness to the worst of sinners. Jesus humbly went to the cross to give his life so that we can be forgiven. That's what Jesus has done for us. In fact, what Jesus has done, well, that's what makes us God's chosen ones in the first place. What Jesus has done, that's what makes us holy in the first place. Jesus is really unfussy when it comes to who he loves. He gladly loves people who are hard to love. He has loved us. And so we are unfussy in showing love as well. If we belong to Jesus, we'll be compassionate like Jesus is. We'll be warm-hearted toward those around us. We'll be kind, we'll be thoughtful and generous with our ears and our words and our time. We'll be humble. We're going to turn up thinking about how we can help and how we can serve and how we can encourage We'll be gentle so as to be a safe and calm comfort to one another, to our friends, to our family, our spouses. We'll be patient, not walking over people, not getting frustrated with one another when it's not all going our way. We'll forgive, just like Jesus did. Because all of these things are a part of loving the way we have been loved by Jesus. If you find that hard, let me suggest two things 
that uh, really all of us should be doing that will go a long way to help. Number one, pick up your Bible and discover again Jesus' kindness and compassion and gentleness and patience and forgiveness. Pick up your Bible and discover Jesus' heart. Because unless we know the breadth and length and height and depth of the love of Jesus that surpasses knowledge, unless we're grounded in the love of Christ, it's going to be really hard to bear with one another. So we want to keep on discovering Jesus, keep on speaking gospel encouragement to each other, keep on reading good Christian books and listening to good Christian podcasts. We want to keep getting to know what Jesus has done for us so that we can be good at bearing with one another. Second thing, ask for help. Ask God to help you to know what Christ has done for you. And ask God to help you see how much he has done for the other people in your life. And when you're frustrated and angry and impatient and bitter, be honest with God about those things. Because we want to untangle and unravel any kind of sin that might be in our hearts that is standing in the way of us treating one another well. God makes us holy. So let's be people who ask God to shape our hearts with attitudes of kindness and gentleness and forgiveness. And once you've done those things, maybe this week is a week where you need to catch up with someone and spend some time with them smoothing over some awkwardness. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness. Maybe you need to offer forgiveness. Maybe you need to do uh, do things and have conversations so as to bear with one another well. We belong to Jesus, all of us, plural. We are dearly loved by God. God has treated us with generous grace and mercy. He's welcomed us. He's forgiven us. He's included us in his royal family. We are sons and daughters of the king. And it would be unbecoming and it would be very much out of place if in our church family we didn't treat each other with the same kindness and patience and gentleness that Jesus has shown us. To not bear with one another and forgive would dishonour one another and it would dishonour our king. Friends, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, we treat each other with a much more profound honour than a bow or a curtsy. We treat each other with compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. Just as Jesus our Lord has forgiven us. Let's pray. God, our Father, please fill us with a uh, fresh awareness of just how Christ Jesus has treated us, how he's patiently loved us, even to the point of giving his life to save us and make us yours. Please help us grasp his gentleness, his kindness and his compassion toward us. And as we understand Jesus more, may his attitudes and actions 
flow out very visibly into the way that we live with one another, please. Amen.